Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. And uh, I, I seems like I have touched a nerve. Uh, we've got several uh, text messages the last few minutes being rather critical of my just offhanded comment about uh, I like cats, but I prefer them in a blender. And uh, and Mike, you have, hey Mike, why don't you turn on your microphone there, Mike? Uh, this is producer Mike Anderson, and and you, you you had some comment about what diving into this cat thing. What was your comment? I would just like to know when this hatred of cats began in your life, if it <laughs> dates back to a specific childhood instance, or what the deal is here. Well, Doctor Freud, uh, I can assure you, it has nothing whatsoever to do with me being in love with my mother or anything like that. Uh, which is what Freud always said was the genesis of all uh, psychiatric issues. Uh, but but listen, have you, have you ever owned a cat? No. Okay. Do you know people who own cats? Yes. And have you noticed when they feed the cats, when they provide for the cats, do the cats care in any way, shape, form, or manner about the love and provisions that are given to those cats by the owners? Maybe they show it in their own way. What? No, they don't show it. They ignore you. They they pretend like you're bothering them. In fact, my theory. Now, listen. I, I'm not that I've given this a lot of thought, but maybe I have. My theory is cats are evolved from what? What are cats evolved from? Cats are descendants of don't tigers. Don't put me on the spot like no, this. No, tigers, lions, right? Big, big prey cats, right? And my theory is that for people who own cats, that the, uh, the whole time the cat is in the house, it's planning its evolutionary strategy on how to kill you. Because that's what they do. That's what tigers and lions do. <laughs> and so since cats are just evolved from that, they're planning on how to kill you. And so that's my, that's my theory about cats. Well, I think tigers only do that because they, they have to to survive, yeah. to eat. But if you're feeding your cat, I don't think that would ever cross your cat's mind. Well, but you're giving them that stupid cat food, and they want meat. And you, my friend, are meat. 
So that's why I think they're planning on killing you. Now, a dog, you know, you feed the dog and the dog's all excited. You come home from work. They're excited to see you. You come home from work and you see a cat and what? They hate you. That's why I don't like cats. So there's nothing more uh, there, There's nothing more uh, uh, into it than that. Now, I've gotten just in the last two minutes, I've gotten five more texts asking me, one, have I ever owned a cat? Another person saying, you're wrong. Uh, so I, I know I'm touching a nerve here. I know if you start uh, bashing people's pets, they get upset. But, you know, dogs love you. And I just, I've never seen a cat that wants to do anything but uh, take me out, you know? And that's what they want to do. So that, that, that's, that's all there is to the cat comment. And I was just teasing about the blender. I don't really want to see a cat in a blender. Um, okay, not too much. But no, not really at all. I'm just teasing. It's a joke. Going for the cheap laugh. Uh, but, uh, but no, the, the Biden's dogs, German Shepherds, are great dogs. They really, truly are. And I certainly hope that uh, that Major gets his act together because uh, I don't want to see anything bad happen to Major uh, the dog because I like it that dogs are back in the White House. We've got some interviews coming up after the break, but one of the things this evening, you know, you can't turn on television without seeing uh, the the Derek Chauvin trial the, with regard to the death of George Floyd. So just before we go to this break, though, I just want to break it down for you that there's multiple charges against this police officer. There's first-degree murder, there's second-degree murder, there's third-degree murder, and there's manslaughter. And there's different, there's different standards of proof for each of those types of charges. So, for example, first-degree murder, a lot of the protesters, there's a teacher who's chained herself to the courthouse saying she's going to remain there until uh, and, until uh, the police officer is convicted of first-degree murder. Well, to prove first-degree murder, the prosecutors have to prove that it was an intentional killing with premeditation. So, in other words, there has to be proof that this police officer, in a premeditated fashion, wanted to kill George Floyd. And I'm sorry, I haven't seen any evidence to support that charge. None. And if he gets convicted for that, I promise you it'll be overturned. So then the question becomes, uh, could they prove second-degree murder? And now that gets a little bit more of a possibility. Uh, a second-degree murder involves the unintentional killing of another person uh, uh, without premeditation. So in other words, he could have just decided on the spur of the moment to kill George Floyd. I don't think the evidence shows that either, but at least there might be some evidence of that. And then when you get down to third-degree murder, that's considered a heat of passion killing, an unintentional killing that's the result of a momentary moment of passion or the heat of passion. So he could have gotten mad that George Floyd was resisting and killed him. Now, again, I don't personally don't think the evidence shows that, but at least there's some evidence to demonstrate that as a possible verdict by the jury. And then you have manslaughter. And a manslaughter... If there's anything here, from my perspective as an attorney, the only thing that I can possibly see that this police officer actually did was killing by negligence. In other words, he was kneeling on the, uh, Mr. Floyd's neck for too long. That was negligence, and the guy died as a result of that. And so to me, I think manslaughter, if he's guilty of anything, is what makes the most amount of sense. Now, 
I can certainly see that there was evidence submitted yesterday and today that uh, that the that the gentleman, the police officer's knee wasn't really on the neck for all that amount of time. And so if that's the case, he could easily be acquitted of his charge. And then, of course, we're going to have rioting in the streets and buildings set on fire, uh, which the news media will just tell us is is really nothing to be worried about. It's just simple people exercising their First Amendment rights, which is ridiculous. You don't exercise your First Amendment rights with a Molotov cocktail. But we'll have to see how that portrays. But I wanted to set that scene for you uh, before uh, we actually start getting into jury deliberations. Hey, after this break, we're going to talk to an attorney about vaccines. Can your employer ask you about your vaccine? Can your employer uh, inquire about your private medical history when it comes to whether or not you choose to be vaccinated or not? And that to me, is a fantastic question, and we're going to get into that with attorney Quentin uh, Brogdon right after this. This is Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. We'll be right back. Next Level Listening. News Radio 1120 AM, 98.7 FM, KMOX, the voice of St. Louis. Welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young in with you this evening. And, uh, you know, obviously the biggest news of the day going on over the last few weeks has been getting those vaccines, you know, getting the jab, whether you're getting the Pfizer or the Moderna or the Johnson & Johnson. That seems to uh, be dominating the news cycle right now. But does your employer, does your employer have the right to ask you or to know if you have been vaccinated? Joining us this evening is attorney Quentin Brogdon. He's a fellow in the International Academy of Trial Lawyers, the American College of Trial Lawyers, and the International Society of Barristers. Uh, Quentin, welcome to Camel X. Good evening, Brad uh, and St. Louis. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm an attorney and I represent employers on the management side in employment law. But I wanted to get your perspective as an attorney who represents injured folks and those who have been harmed by their employers. From your perspective, Quentin, does an employer have the right to know if an employee has been or intends to become vaccinated? Well, you have three different issues that employers are grappling with in, in all of states of our 50 United States. One is vaccinations, one is testing, and, and the other is masks and whether to require them. Under the OSHA regulations, employers have a general duty to provide a safe workplace for their employees. During this pandemic, employers are being given greater latitude than ever before to take steps to accomplish that goal. So probably... The consensus is employers can require their employees to be vaccinated. And, and we start with that because then we get to the issue whether they can ask whether their employees are vaccinated. The, the power of employers to require vaccinations is not unlimited. Under a federal law, Title VII, they have to make reasonable accommodations for their employees sincerely had, uh, held religious beliefs. And under the Americans with Disabilities Act, if the employee has a a pre-existing disability that makes them more susceptible to adverse side effects, the employer has a duty to make reasonable accommodations. The EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, that's a good place for employers to look and employees to see what the federal government is saying about rights and duties of employers and employees. It says that a vaccination 
is not considered to be a medical exam. And that's important because that yes, means it is. employers can require it. Most, most lawyers agree a vaccination, but a test to get to your question, a test clearly is a medical exam. If you're an employer and you're testing your employees to see whether they have COVID, that's going to be a medical exam. But the EEOC says, even though that's a medical exam, even though those are very limited, you know, when employers can require those during this pandemic, essentially they're making an exception because it is exceptional. We're going to allow employers to test employees for COVID. Hmm. And we're talking to plaintiff's attorney uh, Quentin Brogdon from Dallas, Texas. And, and Quentin, one of the things that occurred to me as I was thinking about this issue over the past few weeks, I have employers that call me and ask a lot of questions. And that is this. If, if a person makes the decision to not be vaccinated, could that be considered a disability? In other words, could it be considered a disability if someone just says, I don't want to be vaccinated? And if it is a disability, might they then have some protection under the Americans with Disabilities Act? You know, that is a great cutting edge question, Brad. A, a lot of these decisions, if you will, precedents, you know, literally precedents in courtrooms and elsewhere are being made in the face of this pandemic. Em- employers are being placed in really difficult positions in some states as governors are lifting mandates on masking and other things, uh, including, you know, social distancing. Employers are now in the front line, uh, just employers of employees and then the businesses and dealing with the public. Do we require masks? Do we not? Do we require vaccinations? Do we not? And so the answer to your question is, I think it's it's up in the air uh, somewhat, whether, you know, the fact that you have not been vaccinated, whether that could be considered specifically and technically a disability under the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act. I'm not aware of that having been specifically litigated before. My general advice to both employees, employers and, 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 and businesses is, try to accommodate through reasonable steps and voluntarily to the extent you can with your employees and with the public, you know, reasonable common sense solutions. It's always better to do things by agreement to the extent that can be done. As you well know, going to the courthouse, it's, it's cumbersome, it's expensive, it takes a long time, it's not predictable. And if you're an employee, you're being put in a position where you're not feeling comfortable Maybe the answer is you need to discontinue your employment. If you have that luxury, mm-hmm. you can find another job and say, you know, I'm just not comfortable for whatever reason in this job. Yeah, and you brought up a good point a few moments ago. Again, we're talking to attorney Quentin Brogdon. Uh, you brought up a good point about what employers have to do. And so if an, if an employee says, I, I don't want to get the vaccine because either I have a, of a, a sincerely held religious belief or I'm covered under the ADA because I have some medical condition that would prevent me from getting the vaccine, an employer would have an affirmative duty in that circumstance under the ADA, wouldn't they, to provide a reasonable accommodation for that employee? That's right, Brad. And that might include, among other things, allowing the employee to work from home, what used to be called, it seems like 1,000 years ago now, (laughs) telecommuting. Now everyone's doing it. Uh, yes, uh, working from home, it, do they really have to be in the office? And, and if they can work from home, then it, it, it would sure seem they don't necessarily need to be vaccinated. So if they're your accountant 
and they can do everything remotely, for instance, and they don't necessarily have to interface in person with people, either employees or the public, then maybe you as an employer, a reasonable combination would be deemed to be allowing that employee to work from home. Uh, that that's some great information. We're talking to attorney Quentin Brogdon, and uh, you know another issue that I have to deal with a lot with employers is in the area of HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, and a lot of folks have a misunderstanding as to what HIPAA does and what it does not do. But from your perspective, uh, would an employee have any protection from HIPAA if an employer is wanting to know whether the employee has been vaccinated? Well, we get again to the medical examination issue under the Americans with Disabilities Act, and it's limited. And EEOC has said, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, that we're going to make an exception and we will say that employers can test their employees for COVID to determine whether they're COVID positive before allowing them to you know, show up for work. But you raise a great point, Brad. HIPAA is very important. And even though the EEOC apparently has blessed testing for COVID, you, if you're the employer, you want to stay very far away hmm. from pre-screening questions. So, for yes, instance, yes. if you want the vaccine administered, you don't want to be, I, I, I would think, the entity actually administering the vaccine, for example. You don't want, as the employer, to be the entity administering pre-screening questions, for example. If you're, if if possible, you want to make the vaccine voluntary and incentivize your employees to get it. Uh, Amazon, among others, have done that. The I think it was the EOC that administer, uh, issued some guidance that said, you know, it should be a de minimis, you know, a kind of a legal term, de minimis uh, a bonus or, or or incentive. In other words, you can't give. I. I, I I think this was EEOC or maybe it was a commentary on it that said you can't give the employees who get the vaccine, you know, a health club membership. That's beyond de minimis. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so then arguably you might be discriminating against an employee who has a disability that prevents them from getting the vaccine. On the other hand, if you pay an employee $40, you know, their cost to jump in an Uber and go get the vaccine and come back to work you know, at least arguably, a de minimis amount to cover expenses, then that under the EEOC guidance is permissible. Yeah, it's great information. We're talking to plaintiff's attorney, uh, Quentin Brogdon. And even if, for example, some of the things we've talked about here this evening, Quentin, the ADA may or may not apply, HIPAA may or may not apply. We've got some EEOC that actually gives employers a lot of leeway. But states from state to state, have other state laws that protect an individual's privacy. Is that correct? You, you raise a great point, Brad. It, it's very easy for us to talk about this in a 50-state in a vacuum in a federal sense as though here is the rule for everyone. And the reality is that there are 50 different sets of rules, at least. And then beyond that, if you are working as a business and you're operating your business within a specific municipality or county, you need to look at township, whatever it may be in your specific area. You need to look at the local requirements, which may impose additional or different requirements. And so really, 
It is a very specific analysis. You begin by looking at the federal level, and that's what I've been discussing because that certainly applies to all 50 states, but then you need to look at the local level. And so, for example, in in my home state of Texas, our governor lifted our mandate for masking and social distancing about a week or two ago. But in the order, he said businesses may still impose their own specific requirements for masks and distancing and other things. And so that's the kind of thing you should look at. Of course, when a governor does that, when the governor lifts the mandate, it often creates confusion because the public hears, you know, they see the top line news story, mandate lifted, no masks required statewide. They presume now I can walk into a Walmart and I don't have to wear a mask. But Walmart, for example, in my state, even though the mask mandate was lifting, Walmart and the national chains, Mm -hmm. as far as I can tell, are still requiring the wearing of masks and social distancing and all the things that some of the other states that are more strenuous, if you will, in the lockdown are still requiring. And so you just have to be very, very cognizant of what, what your state is requiring, the specific emergency orders, what they require, what they allow. And then some of this is being, a lot of this is being put on the backs of the businesses. You decide, are you going to require a mask? Are you going to require social distancing? Are you going to require vaccinations? Are you going to require testing? Businesses are being tested in ways they never, ever have been tested before. Great information. Attorney Quentin Brogdon, hey, if folks want to get a hold of you, if they've got more information or questions about some of the things we've talked about this evening, how can people get a hold of you? Absolutely, Brad. Our, our law firm website is CBR, as in Crane Brogdon Rogers, lawfirm.com, CBRlawfirm.com. And thanks again, Brad, for having me on tonight. My pleasure. Great information, and thanks for making time for us this evening on Camo X. Absolutely. Stay safe where you are and you and your loved ones. Thank you, sir. Hey, this is Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Earning St. Louis's trust for 96 years. This is KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Hey, I wanted to come back to some of these text messages that I've been receiving uh, during the interview and before the last interview. If you've got something you'd like to talk about, either text or call, hey, phone lines are open until 10 o'clock this evening. 314-436-7900. Again, that's call or text. And I got a few text messages talking about uh, the the Derek Chauvin trial right now that's going on involving George Floyd. And one of the questions that I want to zero in on is this. Someone texted in and asked a question about the friend of, of George Floyd. His name is Maurice Hall, and he's decided to plead the Fifth Amendment with regard to testifying at the trial. And they're saying, how can he do that because he's a witness? How can he plead the Fifth? Only defendants can do that. And so I wanted to briefly explain that, that in this situation, because there was the possibility that George Floyd was in the midst of some sort of criminal activity at the time that he was arrested, he had passed a bad check, allegedly, which is why the police were called. And so if his friend Maurice Hall was with him, then at that point, the two of them could have been committing a crime at the same time. And the way the Fifth Amendment works very briefly is this when it comes to this type of situation. It's not like he can testify about uh, 75% of what he saw regarding George Floyd, but only plead the fifth when it comes to any potentially incriminating information. The Fifth Amendment is all or nothing when it comes to testimony. So you either have to plead the fifth and say, I'm not going to answer anything, or you have to answer everything. You can't pick and choose what you will testify to. So because Maurice Hall either is concerned that he might have to testify about his criminal behavior or he just may want to not testify and he can plead the fifth. That's the position that he's taking. So uh, the attorneys in that trial, they could certainly call him to make a, a show of him getting up on the stand and taking the Fifth Amendment. We, we've all seen that in law and order, right? Let's be honest. So they could do that, or the attorneys in the case, both the prosecution and the defense, could simply say, well, if he's going to plead the fifth, we're not going to waste any time calling him just to ask him questions that we know in advance he's not going to answer. So that's the brief answer to the question. Great text question, and uh, and thanks for texting that in. If you've got a question, either call or text, love to hear from you, 314 314- Four three six seventy nine hundred, and my good friend Big Al has called in this evening. Hey, Big Al, what's going on? How are you, boss? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you doing? I'm okay. I got my last COVID shot yesterday. Lost another friend from it. Mm. That's two really close people to me. And people, there's not you know genomes in it, and you know you don't have to worry about it. Just please help us all to take the shot it'll protect all of us and there's no conspiracy behind it because i'm smarter than i usually act 
and I've done the research, okay? I usually get told the opposite, Al. I get told the opposite. I tell everybody I'm not as dumb as I look. So, anyway, um, Wrecker, you keep taking off, and you're going to be replaced. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) I love you so much, but you do a good job. Thank you. Any um, side effects? Did you have any side effects after your second shot? A sore arm, a sore arm. And I'll tell you, oh, thanks, by the way, and I'm a red Republican in St. Charles County. Yes, I voted for Trump, and that's a whole other story. And you guys uh, got what you asked for with the vote, so don't cry to me. But I will tell you this much, Parsons, you, I don't know what the heck's going on up there, but you took care of your rural buddies, and all the shots went out to people that really don't want them. And we're sitting here, and you're lucky that you got uh, elected here recently because I'll tell you right now, um, my beagle's smarter than you right now as far as what you've done. Well, well, Al, hey, let me let me follow up with you on that, because my view on that, listen, I, I'm a supporter of uh, Governor Parson. I voted for him. I'll vote for him again if I can. And he's I, I like him. But in this instance, to me, this isn't a right or a left issue. This isn't a, oh, there's a Republican in office and he screwed this up, but a Democrat would have done better or vice versa. To me, this is an example of the way government simply doesn't work. I mean, look, there was a county in northern Missouri, Al. The county had, and I forgot the name of the county. It's up on the Iowa border. But they had about eight, no, they had 500 people in the county, and they got 3,000 vaccines to distribute in a single setting. And they only had like five, 600 people in the whole county. They got 3,000 vaccines. You know, that's just government screw-up, regardless of your political persuasion. Well, it's kind of funny that they went into zones like where Troop C, so they divided the state up, kind of like the highway patrols, I, you know, A, B, C, whatever. And the majority of the shots for the longest time went to rural. Yes, they did. And I'm Republican, but if you're on the other side or even neutral, you're seeing what the heck. And so everybody, and rural people, they're not in contact. They didn't want them, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason. But you got Kansas City Metro, you got St. Louis Metro. We're lumped in with them, St. Charles County, red as can be. Timmy Lomar, one of the greatest prosecutors in the world out here. He's a great a guy. Fair man who, who freed a black man from prison and looked at it and said, this is ridiculous. And when the Democrats in the county need a special prosecutor with, with no bias, they call my guy. And I, I, we're red Republican out here, but we're, we were lumped in. And because of whatever, we didn't get the shot, just like the county in St. Louis City. And there were Democratic strongholds, and it just didn't look good, Parson. And I'll tell you right now, I am not happy with him. And But what I wanted to say and call in is this. Easter's coming. We need to get along, okay? We don't need to shut each other up. We need to hear all the views. My dad died, in, I'm sorry, got shot twice in Iwo Jima for everybody to speak freely. So don't shut everybody else down and yell it's discrimination when you don't agree with us. Big Al, thank you, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you sharing that this evening. Thank you. God bless. God bless you, and have a great Easter, my friend. Uh, Hey, Diana, what's on your mind this evening? Welcome to Camo X. Yeah, and uh, welcome to uh, Camo X 
what is it? Oh, Overnight America. Yes. It is, it is truly Ryan Record show. I This is really the only time I listen to Pam Lex. So, um, so I just want to make a brief comment about the 1% tax. Okay. And um, I'm not going to comment on the case in Minneapolis because it's just it, it, it's so obvious. But um, the, as far as the 1% tax is concerned, uh, that tax has been in place, oh, God. I, Since the 1950s. Okay. So it's been over, what, 60, maybe 70, who knows, but oh, at least 60 years. Correct. So that's a, that's a long time. And I got my first job in St. Louis City. Excuse me. While I was living in St. Louis County, and and so uh, I asked my dad about the one percent tax, but it was you know it was agreed upon uh, the businesses that operated in St. Louis City. As a matter of fact, I know it doesn't look like it, but St. Louis City used to be a major corporate hub. It was a big business hub. Right, but but Diane, I want to steer you back to the the one percent tax. What do you think the purpose of that one percent tax, the city earnings tax? What's the purpose for that tax? What's the purpose for that tax? Yeah. Well, well, it it it, it was my understanding. I, I don't work in the city, and I don't live in the city, but it was my understanding that one of the reasons for that one percent tax was to, uh, I guess, you know, subsidize road service. Because mm-hmm. you had a lot, you had tons of people who did not live in the city. They lived in either in Illinois or St. Louis County, but they worked in the city. Right. But right now, though, Diana, if someone is working from home during the pandemic and they're telecommuting and they're working remotely and they're not in the city, do you think they should still be forced to pay a 1% tax when they are not okay. using any of the services that the city is providing? Okay. I see where you're going. Okay. Here's my take on that. First of all, I do support the the big businesses that are still located in St. Louis City or St. Louis County or just in the region, period. Now, here's my take on it. Quickly, we're coming up on a break. I'm sorry. We're coming up on a break, so um, okay. I need you to make your point. Okay, here. Okay, here I go. If a person does not want to pay the one percent tax, find someplace else to work because if the business has to pay taxes, and if you don't want to pay the one percent tax, then go to St. Louis County or go to St. Charles and work. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate you sharing that, Diana. I really do. And uh, thanks for listening. Even though your best friend Ryan is not in tonight, I appreciate you listening this evening to Overnight America. Hey, and by the way, if you want to catch Ryan, he will be on tomorrow afternoon filling in for Annie Fry show over on our sister station, 97.1 from noon to three. So make sure you check out Ryan in the afternoon. Hey, Brad Young this evening, though, on Overnight America. Don't go away. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. 
Hey, phone lines are open, 314-436-7900. Call or text. Gotten lots of texts this evening. Even checked my phone, gotten several emails from folks. Thank you very much. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Uh, as far as uh, the some of the issues raised by the last caller, one in particular about, the, you know, if you don't want to pay the 1% earnings tax, then you should go work somewhere else. You know, that's not the point. I mean, in essence, if you are living in the county and you're not getting any of the services uh, that you're paying for on a 1% earnings tax, why should you pay the tax? I mean, at that point, it's legalized theft. It's the government saying we're going to forcibly extract money from your paycheck and you don't have any say-so about it. You can't complain about it. You can't deny it. And if you refuse to pay it, we'll arrest you. So that that's no different than coming up with someone coming up to your car with a gun and saying, get out, give me your car. Well, if you don't like it, then, you know, you can uh, you can go drive somewhere else. No, that's not the point. The point is that property is yours and it shouldn't be taken for an improper purpose. And if you are not using the services of St. Louis City, whether it's the roads, the police, the fire, the sewer, what have you, if you're not receiving any of the benefits for which that tax is designed to pay, then why should you pay for services that you are not receiving? And it shouldn't be in, it shouldn't be up to you to have to quit your job and go work somewhere else. Now, again, my, my law firm was in the city. We decided to move out of the city for several reasons. And one of the three top reasons that we decided to move out of the city was the city earnings tax. I mean, we moved, we were paying for parking downtown. We moved to the county, my law firm, we had free parking and then we didn't have to pay a 1%. And so everybody at the firm got like a 5% raise right there when we didn't have to pay for parking or the 1% earnings tax. Didn't have to do a thing differently and we got an instant raise. So I'm not saying that's the best thing. Uh, I'm glad I was downtown for 20 years. I loved it. Wouldn't mind it if I had to work there again. Wouldn't bother me at all. Uh, but my point being is, is that it shouldn't be incumbent upon you to quit your job and go work somewhere else uh, just because you don't want to pay a 1% earnings tax. Uh, one of the, the the things that I mentioned really at the top of the hour, and I know we don't have a lot of time here, but I was talking about uh, April's April Fool's Day pranks and some of the classic ones uh, that have occurred over time. And you know, I think now because a few years ago, the the, the corporate uh, corporations, particularly with social media, started emphasizing these April Fool's Day pranks. And then I think once that happened, honestly, I think it got less popular. It's kind of like you know, Facebook was interesting for for the younger kids, and then when their parents and grandparents started using it, they dumped it. And they said, "I don't want to have any part of that. This is terrible. Let's go. I'll see you on Instagram." So. It's, it's kind of, to me, it's the same thing with April Fool's Day pranks. It was a lot of fun until moms and dads and corporations and CEOs got involved, and then it wasn't as fun anymore. But one of the things, I looked up a couple of these stories today, some of the fantastic pranks, and I mentioned the one that my cousin pulled with the battery-operated doorbell ringer and putting it in the mattress of the RA in the dorm. That's, I, I love that. I, I still compliment him on that on a regular basis. But uh, one of the things that happened was that uh, Charmin, no, it was Cottonelle, in 2015, <laughs> uh, Cottonelle issued a press release. Of course, it was on April Fool's Day, 
stating that they were introducing left-handed toilet paper. They were going to introduce left-handed toilet paper for all those out there who are left-handed. And, you know, it's surprising that a lot of people thought that that was a real product announcement. And so not to be undone, Burger King also issued an announcement saying they were issuing and starting to to debut a brand-new product at Burger King called the Left-Handed Whopper. And uh, I don't really know what that means, but that's why it's kind of funny, you know, because it doesn't, the left-handed whopper doesn't mean anything. Uh, but my favorite of all of these, what maybe one of my favorites, of these corporate type of April Fool's Day pranks was done by Taco Bell going back to 1996. And I don't know if you remember this, but but here's what happened. Taco Bell took out a newspaper ad. You remember what newspapers are? Those are those things that we used to buy. Mike's shaking his head. You don't remember what newspapers are. Those are those things we used to buy, and we put them into the uh, bird cages, and we used them in kitty litter boxes, um, particularly the post-dispatch. <laughs> Wait, no, that would be redundant. I'm sorry. Um, but, no, but Taco Bell took out a newspaper ad. I know I'm going to get texts on that, too. Uh, Taco Bell took out a newspaper ad saying that it had bought the Liberty Bell. You know, the Liberty Bell, it's in Philadelphia. I went to see it, took my kids to see it. They said they bought the Liberty Bell in an effort to help reduce the national debt, and they were going to rename it the Taco Liberty Bell. And <laughs> and people actually called in to the National Park Service and complained about us selling a national monument of the Liberty Bell to Taco Bell. And the, the, the furor got to such a level that the National Park Service had to have a press conference to deny that they've sold the Liberty Bell to Taco Bell. And so, yeah, there was a lot of folks uh, that, that fell for that. But then Taco Bell kind of faced a backlash. So they ended up having to donate $50,000 uh, to the, uh, the not-for-profit organization that helps take care of the Liberty Bell because they felt kind of bad and people were uh, didn't know that they were playing a joke. So, no, let me set the record straight. Taco Bell has not bought the Liberty Bell, folks, and nor do I think that they ever will, particularly when we have a $30 trillion debt. That's uh, that's not going to happen. Hey, Brad Young sitting in tonight for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. Don't go away. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.